Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to episode 35. We are talking about hope today. So this is the third episode in our Advent series. Um, before we start talking about hope, Rebecca had a little disclaimer. <laughs> a little PSA. Is little that P- what? PSA? PSA. Yeah, yeah, public service announcement. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, am I using the right acronym? Um, yeah, so I think I didn't, I wasn't very good in our last episode at describing. Um, I kind of made it sound like everybody says that the, the, candles or the weeks in Advent are love, hope, peace, and joy, which is not actually true. Different churches and different denominations celebrate each week slightly different. I mean, they they all kind of have the same common themes, but they may mm-hmm. do joy a different week. Another um, one does joy. Some may do faith. Some yeah. may do hope. Like people do different different ones. Um, some people, you know, use the different prophecies or some churches use the different prophecies foretelling Jesus' birth for each one of the candles. So I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there yeah, that this um, isn't the way I'm saying it. It's not the way you have to do it. Rebecca's actually fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Do it yourself. <laughs> so you're fired. And um, no, yeah. I just don't want there to be any confusion or people think that this is like yeah. the only way you can celebrate Advent. Like I just this was, yeah, yeah this is what I use so yeah. that I don't think I made that clear in the last episode so I to make disclaimer yes. so we um we did an overview we talked about love yeah. and so today we're talking about hope and we're also going to talk a little bit about faith because we can't talk about hope without talking about faith yeah correct so hope we have some good definitions of hope mm-hmm. but. Tell me when, when you think, like, what's your first, like, not, not like, I know what the definition of hope is, but like, when you think of hope, I always think of like a wish. Okay. When I think of hope, I think yeah. like, I wish this would happen. So I'm going to hope for it. Yeah. But that's not really what hope is. No, I mean, I think, I think that's how we use it in a. Like colloquially. Like, yeah, we use it in, I hope um, that dress goes on sale. So I love my hamburger and I hope that dress goes on sale. These are like, our- <laughs> yes. Or, you know, my kids, you know, hope they get everything on their Christmas wish list. Yes. Okay. So yes, that is a way that we use it. And it, in that case, it is a synonym for wish. Uh-huh. Cause there is a, an, there's a desire for something in the future, mm-hmm. but it, there's still the sense of uncertainty too. Cause you're yeah. just like wishing, like, if you know, you're going to get it, I'm so glad I'm going to get this yeah. dress on sale but like a wish or I would say I wish I would get that on sale or I hope I get that on sale then there's you're coming from a place of uncertainty and you're just hoping that it'll happen in the future mm-hmm. versus a biblical definition of hope is yes it has to do with faith and something that's going to happen in the future but it's based on the surety that God does what he says he's going to do so having a hope is knowing that God is always going to come through and that you're coming from a place of certainty not from a place of uncertainty Mm-hmm. Because when God when God talks about what He's going to do and He makes His promises and and that we read Scripture like those things aren't just like w- wishes like yeah. those are things are going to happen and we can have hope in those future outcomes. So what what's the difference in that um, context of hope and faith then? Okay, so faith is kind of the overarching theme. Okay, um, I love how I talk with my hands on a podcast. it was kind of the overarching umbrella theme of how we live our life as christians you know we have faith to step into this day in the present we Mm -hmm. have faith in god currently we have faith in 
what God has done for us in the past. Mm-hmm. We have um, faith in the future, but hope is kind of the future faith. So the like the Hebrews 11 passage, I'm going to pull it up, um, even though most people know it already, I think. Um, you can keep talking um, while I look for this Hebrews passage, but I think this is a good um, definition from Hebrews 11. Well, um, I'm excited because I have some pumpkin pie at Rebecca's house. <laughs> I do have pumpkin pie. I'm pretty excited. And it's the bomb pumpkin pie, too. I'm so happy. It feels so into much our Thanksgiving good. episode. Is it the, like, maple syrup, like, uh-huh. and heavy, cream heavy cream one? Cream I'm one. so excited. <laughs> yeah. Without. I did not have my pumpkin pie this year on Thanksgiving, so I was, like, really sad. And I told Chris, I was like, I'm going to just have to make one because I can't, like, mentally process that Thanksgiving happened if I did not have pumpkin pie. And then Rebecca's like, by the way... I have a pumpkin pie at my house, and I was like, "See, I'm fulfilling I'm your wish of pumpkin pie." You're fulfilling pie. my wish, and I, I, but I didn't have, the, <laughs> I did not have the faith to hope that there would be a pumpkin pie. And I'm so glad I could provide that for you. <laughs> um, so Hebrews 11, 1 says, "Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen." So, so like, there's faith, and we have faith in lots of things. There's lots of parts of faith in Christianity, but the hope part of faith is having conviction even when we don't see the things that are going to happen. So like we're waiting for something and there's an expectation mm-hmm. and we have hope that that expectation is going to meet or we hope that the um, end result is going to meet our expectations. So they require each other. Yes, yes, yes. You can't have faith without hope or hope without faith. And so that's where it gets confusing. I was trying to think of like a real life bring it down. Yeah. Example. Yeah. So we just paused our recording and sat here trying to think of an analogy. <laughs> um, didn't do a very good job of didn't it. Didn't do a very good job. So um, we did find something that I think is helpful. Yes. So let's read about faith a little bit. Okay. So this is coming from um, DesiringGod.com. And I can, I'll actually link our DesiringGod.org. Um, I'll, I'll link to this. Um, this is actually sermon notes from a sermon that John Piper preached on hope and kind of the difference between faith and hope. Um, and he says... Um, this is he. He's paraphrasing the verse that I just read from Hebrews eleven one. He said, "Wherever there is full assurance of hope, there is faith. Faith is the full assurance of hope. Biblical faith is a confident expectation and desire for good things in the future. But faith is more than that. It is also the conviction of things not seen, and some of the of these are not future. For example." In verse 3 in Hebrews, by faith, we understand that the world was created by the word of God. Faith can look back to creation as well as forward. So faith is the larger idea. It includes hope, but it is more than hope. You might put it this way. Faith is our confidence in the word of God. And whenever that word has reference to the future, you can call our confidence in it hope. Hope is faith in the future tense. So, okay, this makes me think of... um Okay, it's about to get really uplifting. So I have OCD, right? Yeah. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast, but it makes me think when it was really bad, just the way I processed that was I had to have faith that like yeah. everything God said was true was still true, even though I was suffering and felt crazy in my head. I still, like his promises were true, but then I also still had hope. Like, so I had faith that... He would use the experience. It wouldn't be wasted. It would be transformed. Yeah. He was with me. His grace was sufficient. I had faith that all that was true, but then I still had hope that it would go away. Yeah. Or that it would, like, become manageable. Or there would be healing. Or there yes, would be healing. Some type of healing. Yes. So maybe that's an example of faith versus hope. So, like, hope is the 
faith is like all of this is true, but I still want. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You're expecting for more in the future. Yeah, and that's the hope. So I let's think about it like this. So we're currently living in a time when you know Jesus has been here and he's left and he's going to come again eventually. So we're currently living in this type of time of like waiting and expectation. Mm-hmm. We can talk about how this links to Advent in a second. But we're waiting this time of this long, very time long time period that we don't know how long it's going to last. Where we're waiting for Jesus to come back and then he restores the new heavens and the earth so like we're living in this time where we we have faith Mm -hmm. um in the word of god and faith and in his promises but we also have hope in the future that things are going to be better than they are now that Mm -hmm. there is a new going to be a new Mm -hmm. like you know all the things that we hear in revelation about all the tears being wiped away all the suffering being gone we have hope in that and we're, we're certain of that but we're not currently experiencing that but we can currently experience faith and the promises of God that that we can't experience we can't experience now yeah and faith that he's healed us from our past sins and struggles too mm-hmm. you know through the blood yeah. of Jesus like we have faith in that and that's a past faith mm-hmm. and there's the present faith and then there's the future faith which is the hope mm-hmm. yeah and for okay. me like an, an example for me so I was thinking when we were talking earlier and you're, you're talking about your OCD, your struggle with OCD. And I was thinking, um, so I think I've shared this before, but, um, you know, I was in full-time ministry and then um, was no longer in full-time ministry. And I lived a lot of years where I just didn't know, or where I was just waiting for God to show me what he was going to do next. Mm-hmm. And there, there was an expectation um, that, something was going to happen in the future, but I didn't know what it was. Like mm-hmm. it was unseen and it was, a, you know, it's, fr- it was a very frustrating time period. And there were times where I, um, where I waited well and times where I didn't wait well, mostly didn't wait well, but I had hope that God's call on my life. I had, I had faith in his call on my life and mm-hmm. I had, I knew it was true and I had hope that he was going to fulfill that in the future does that make sense yeah so but waiting with expectation is hard it's exhausting and we get discouraged and uh, we were talking earlier about how there's a lot of psalms where david i mean he's called a man after god's own heart Mm -hmm. and he still really struggles with being discouraged and disquieted and he has to preach to himself hope all the time like he has to remind himself that he needs to hope in god's promises yeah it reminds me of like um sean and says that we have like oil and vinegar prayers and you have to like, like when you're pouring oil and vinegar from like if you're at a restaurant and they have the little thing on the table, like the vinegar comes out first. Yeah. And how a lot of times when you pray or like work your way into faith and hope, it's because all the vinegar grossness is poured. And I think a lot of times like, or sometimes when I go to pray, I always think I have to just be like, well, Lord, I have faith that you're going to do this for me. And it's like, no, I don't right now. You know, like this is what I really feel. And then like, once you process all that junk, you can move into faith and hope. But like, yeah, I think um, it's not—I think we fight for our faith and hope. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't think this is something that people—it's like we were talking about love, how love is difficult, and yeah. how you and I were both, like, kind of surprised. I mean, not that, like, we started loving when we got married. That's not true. Yeah. But, like, just the, you know, the the level of intimacy begets the, like, level of difficulty, I think, with yeah, loving yeah. somebody. And I think yeah. when we were talking in our love episode about how just— 
how we fight for this stuff and we fight for our faith yeah, and we yeah. fight for hope. And so if you see, like, I, I don't know, I think a lot of times the misconception is like people that are hopeful are naive or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're seeing the world through rose colored glasses or whatever, but really it's like, it's a hard fought hope and a hard fought faith. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes there's this misconception that as Christians that these things should come easily to us. Yeah. So like, you, well, you're a Christian. You should have faith and hope, mm-hmm. you know, because it's all, I mean, faith, hope, and love. I mean, that is, I mean. Hobby Lobby's built on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're everywhere. They're printed on everything. There's tons of verses. On, I mean, like, I mean, we could, I mean, the number of verses on faith, hope, and love, the number of books written on faith, hope, and love. Like, it, there, there's this idea that those things should just come easy to mm-hmm. us. And I like what you were saying about how we have to, um, we have to fight for those things. And um, yeah, it, it's, it doesn't, doesn't come naturally or come easy to us. You know, what comes naturally and easy to us, at least for me, is um, being impatient and wanting to see everything right in front of me and not have to um, think about the things in the future. And I love um, in Romans 8, 24 and 25, it says, for in this hope we are saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's really easy to be impatient as we sit and wait um, on, on something that we really want to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more we preach hope to ourselves, um, then we're able to wait for it more and more patiently. Um, but it's hard. I mean, I feel like my kids sometimes are, you know, realizing there's 29 more days to Christmas. Like, that's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to wait. And I and I think that um, that's kind of, I mean, that's what Advent is about. I mean, Advent means coming or waiting with expectation. Like, that's what the word means. And we're supposed to sit and our impatience and sit and are waiting and have a hope um, like that. We would do that every year, year in and year out during Advent to like remember what it's like to have to wait patiently. Well, and I think it's funny. I was reading, um, I was reading like Magnolia Journal, you know, Joanna Gaines's magazine. Yes. And um, her whole thing for this uh, issue is anticipation. And yeah. um, her husband Chip wrote an article in it about, Basically, like, Christmas is about the anticipation. Yeah. And once you get to Christmas Day, it's just, like, the end. It's a letdown. So, like, we're—I was talking to you about this, but we're trying to, like, really celebrate the 12 days of Christmas in our house from Christmas to Epiphany to kind of, like, not have it just be such an abrupt—kind of like we do with Easter, where it's like, okay, Easter's over, bye. And it's like, no, it's supposed to be this whole season, but we don't celebrate it. But anyway, I was kind of thinking, like, as you're talking, the thing about hope it—I mean, joy, I think, a lot of times is found— in expect there's like two ways of waiting yeah you can wait with hope yes and that can be anticipation and excitement or you because i mean we're all waiting for something and we're all like man i don't have this thing and if i have this thing yeah and there's two ways of waiting and i think um sorry i'm like foggy i had my kids all last week and i'm just like drained so i feel like i'm not making sense today but you're totally making sense um you're so good at affirming me. <laughs> um, but I think that a lot of joy around things comes in our anticipation of them. So if we can look yeah. at hope that way and say, like, we can get so much joy in our faith if we're 
anticipating things expectantly, yeah. then that's what like the gift of hope is, I think, is the like, I'm going to get this thing, you know, because like kids don't go to kids aren't excited for 29 days because they think they're not going to get a present. And they're not yes. like, oh, no, what if there's not a present? I hope there's a present. They're like, oh, my gosh, they know there's presents. They know there's presents. Yes. Yeah. And like that's mm-hmm. that's our challenge. And like I'm pretty sure that's not what we were talking about when Jesus said be like the little children was about Christmas presents under the tree. But I mean, I think they can teach us something about anticipation and hope in anticipation yeah definitely yeah and and well and the whole story of jesus's birth like if we think about it like the 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 week or the count um candle that represents hope or faith is this um is harkens back to the prophets Mm -hmm. so all the prophets and just the the jewish people like I mean, they were constantly in a mode of waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, they are they're waiting in, in the desert. They're you know, then they're waiting for all those years to become a nation. And then they waited for a king, and then then they got sent into exile, and they waited there that hopefully one day they would get to go back to Israel. And and you know, the prophets told them that would happen, but they had to wait in that mm-hmm. and sit in that. And then there's all that time between the Old Testament and the New Testament of 500 years where they're just like there's no words even written mm-hmm. in Scripture. And, and they're just sitting and waiting expectation for the Messiah. There's lots of pro- prophecy. And, you know, we read all the Isaiah passages and everything. And we do our readings for Christmas. But um, there's this idea of constant calling to God's people to wait in expectation. And that's kind of this week in Advent is just to remind us of that. Yeah. So do you have any, like, practical ways you're... Oh, that's good. Good question. I think... I think acknowledging, like making enough time and space, I think it's good during Advent. Like we talked about last time, a practical way of, you know, sitting and and trying to become self-aware of where we're not loving well and where we are Mm -hmm. loving well. And I think that this is a good time, you know, this week of Advent to sit and be like, what am I waiting on? Like, mm-hmm. what am I expecting? What I'm, what am I hoping will happen? Like, and acknowledging that, writing it down, like, and and praying over it, and asking for God to, um, like, reveal His, um, His faithfulness in that, mm-hmm. and like His promises to you in that, whether they're going to happen now or sometime long in the future. Um, you know, knowing that he always has your best interest at heart and like sitting down and going through each one of those things that we're waiting on and, and preaching hope to ourselves. I mean, that's really the only practical thing I can think of. Yeah. I think for me, it's seeing, thinking about the things I want and like mm-hmm. breaking them down, like all the things that I like lust after or think like, well, when I have this thing or when we have more of this mm-hmm. or whatever, and then really like making space to get under that. Cause I think it's easy to just be like, either see what it is I want and like make a judgment on myself for wanting it. Mm -hmm. But if I can make the space, which I hope to do in this week of Advent to get under it and say like, why do I think I need this thing? What am I, what is like the, the feeling or the assurance that will come to me if I obtain Mm -hmm. or have this experience or whatever it is? Like, what is it? What is that? And God, how are you meeting that now? Because you are, because that's faith. And then I can maybe still hope for the thing, Mm -hmm. but I want, because it's really, I mean, the thing is not the thing. The thing is never the thing. So I want to make space in my life during this week of Advent to see what is the thing under the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I think that, I think it's good. I think it's, you know, just making the time for that. Like, yeah. I mean, we're all like scheduling, like, I know I'm scheduling my entire December. Like yeah. everything's filling up. Yeah. You know, the weekends are filling up and it's all fun stuff. I'm excited about like, literally there's nothing on my calendar that I'm not excited about. Yeah. Like it's all great stuff. And, and there's things that need to be done. And, you know, we're moms, we have lots of responsibilities. And even when we try to simplify and pare down, like we talked about in our first episode, um, like, even though we want to do all of those things, there's still, like, we still have to do things during the season. It's a busy yeah. time of year. Um, you know, there's, Christmas concerts for the kids, schools, mm-hmm. there's pageants at church, you know, there's all of those things that are, that are just a part of the season. Um, so we can just move along so hurriedly in that season. So I, I think that I just continually call, we were both, we're both in our practicality that we just mentioned there, pushing people to get, find time to get quiet too. Yeah. And um, to prioritize that. Yeah. To like, prioritize really. That, yes. Like really prioritize that. Like, and for me, that means I have to do it in the morning. Yeah. Like I have to, I just uh-huh. have to get up before the kids and do it in the morning. I have to like, yeah. because then the day I am a doer, mm-hmm. I know that's shocking, but I'm a doer. And I'm I like this morning, once the kids got on the bus, it was hit the ground running. I would like mm-hmm. to say that I sat for a few minutes and prayed after they left and mm-hmm. spent some time and, and, you know, carving out space for that. But I did it. I hit the ground running. I was like, I have to get X, Y, and Z done before Rebecca gets here and we record. Mm-hmm. So like once, once the day has started, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to come back to that. Is that something I need to work on? Probably. But I know for me yeah. that I have to do that in the morning. Everybody's different. Like everybody has, yeah. but I know that that's my time of reflection. And especially during times of like Advent and Lent yeah. where I'm trying to be more um, aware. Um, I have to do it then. So. Well, and see, I'm like the opposite because I'm a night owl and yes. I am so, so much better at night. Yeah. Like, and I've I, like recently, I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but I recently like decided my quiet time was going to be at nighttime instead of the yes. morning because the morning I'm like, so, I mean, you know, I'm like, give me four cups of coffee and then maybe I can talk. But yeah. like at night I'm great. And I'm, I mean, not like I want to talk to people, but I'm more receptive and open and I can kind of yeah, like I'm reflect. Totally the opposite. <laughs> and so I think like there is freedom there and yeah. I just would challenge, I mean, like, we all find time for things that are important to us. So it's really like. We binge watch our TV shows. We online shop. We find time. We find time. So I think, um, but I think a lot of times when I'm not making time for my quiet time or for my time with God, it's because either I'm not like feeling like I'm getting anything out of it or Mm -hmm. I'm not, um, or it just doesn't seem like a priority. It seems like other things are more important. So I think something that's. I've been challenged with lately in terms of carving space is like a you're investing in a relationship and B it's about giving to, you know what I mean? Like giving to God too. Like it's not just like coming with the laundry list. So that's something I've been trying to like think of. Cause I know a lot of times it's like, okay, what's it going to do if I sit down and read this scripture and sit I don't know. So this is something I'm working on a lot is like reprioritizing that quiet time. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. And I think, I think that just in a really practical sense, like find a devotion that works for you and find one that goes with like the season that we're in. Like there are a gajillion Advent Advent devotions out there and different ones are good for different people. Like Mm -hmm. I have bought some in the past that I haven't liked and they haven't worked for me. And I know that we like to have this idea that like, I'm just going to sit down and pray and I'll just read whatever comes to me, which sometimes that works. That's great. And God uses that. I'm not saying God doesn't use that, but I think sometimes or a lot of times for me like 
having a very like intentional, okay, this is the scripture for today that everybody around the world is reading for yeah, Advent. Yeah. And this is this week we're talking about love or this week we're talking about hope. And then where I'm reading these scripture passages for Advent that are about those things. And then I sit down and journal, like that's when God, that's when God yeah. speaks and shows me things that I need to work on yeah. or things that I need to be thankful for or things that I need to praise him for or whatever. And so I, I think that there's nothing wrong. I think for a while in Christian, like American evangelical Christianity, we have um, made the, this like quiet time thing, which I don't even like that phrase, but we've made it into this like enigma that like we just all have to figure out for ourselves. I'm like, yeah. Well, and it's this like really touchy feely thing. And there is some of that to it. But I think that, that there's nothing wrong with like doing thing ritualistic things no. that, will, to, that will bring you to that, that place. Especially if yes. you're emotional. Yes. Like I need that. I need yeah. like the structure, structure yes. and the, the like, rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people need to learn to be more free in yeah, their yeah. quiet time. But I think, like, for me, like, when I think of quiet time, I just think, like, how am I quieting my mind before yes. God? Like, that's what it—and I think people think it's, like, lighting a candle and having hot coffee. Or, or a legalistic thing where you've checked off a box. And yes. I just—I like more of just saying, this is my time with God. Mm-hmm. Like, calling it that. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the word quiet time has gotten about a rap, but—or the phrase. But I think that— um, I think that sitting, like, just saying this is, you know, we do it with our girlfriends, like, mm-hmm. and we do it with our husband, like, to build a relationship, we have to spend time with them. And, yeah. like, we want to go out with our friends and hang out, like, yeah. and this should be the same way, and that that's how we should view that time. And wasn't, and I think we were going into quiet time on sorry, this. Sorry, I know. No, but I it's a practical application, but I think this is a practical application for all of these weeks of Advent, is, like, how... Like, that's a carving out of space, just like we do with our family. You know, like, Mm -hmm. with my kids, I have, I have to, I can't just decide, okay, I'm going to read this this day, and then we're going to do this, this, this. Like, I have to, like, be intentional about it. I'm like, we're going to read through this book, you know? And we mentioned in our last, in our last episode about, you know, the Jesus Storybook Bible, there's a list of devotions for that, for Advent that, that we linked, and, and I think that we have to, we have to be intentional, or at least for me, I just won't do it. Well, and I think a good place to start, like if you're listening and you're like, oh gosh, I need to do my quiet time, but I don't want to, like when I'm in that place, which happens a lot, I always just say like, God, I don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I think about why, and I say it out loud. And that is always the first step. And I never want to do that part because I feel bad. It's just like confronting a relationship or, you know, attention anywhere. You have to speak it and you have to sit there and talk. So I would just say, if you're feeling that, just be like, hey God, I don't want to talk to you. And I'm not sure why. I feel yeah. like I'm not getting anything out of it. And every time I've ever done that, he has met me in that place. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. But you have to make the time. So anything else you want to say about hope? Hope. Or hope, faith? Hope, hope. I don't know. I think that was good. Yeah. I just, I guess I want to say like, it's, it's, you know, both hope and faith aren't just something that you have that like you don't work on. Yeah. Just like with love. And I think we kind of talked about that. But like, you know, they're both like action words in the Greek. They're muscles. Yeah, they're muscles and they have to be worked. Just like, you know, our regular muscles have to have to be worked or they'll atrophy. Like, I definitely, and I have seen that in times in my life where I've either ignored it or mm-hmm. haven't like tried to figure out why I was lacking in faith or why I was mm-hmm. lacking in hope or why I wasn't being loving. Like, instead of like, like I just, like I just allowed more and more and more separation. And 
then those muscles atrophy and then you have to like rework them out again it's hard it's a hard work and it hurts it does when you work them yeah it hurts yeah yeah and and you find things out about yourself that's not so cool and you find things that are hard and and you realize maybe I don't have as much faith as I thought I did and that's a hard realization to come to when you're you know, especially in the Christian world, there's this idea that we have to be perfect all the time and that we have to do all these things the right way. And it's hard to say, you know what? Life sucks right now and I don't have any faith. Like, mm-hmm. but like, that's like the first step. Just like, yeah. you know, in the 12 step programs, <laughs> like that's the yeah. first step is like just in minutes. Like I talked about earlier when you asked me the question about pressure application of this is like first saying, you know what? I want this thing. It's not happening. I'm being very impatient and I don't have any hope for this. Like if, if that's you, you need to admit that. Yeah. Like, and it's okay to admit that. Or, heck, even if you're in a place where you're like, I mean, I've definitely been in this place before where I'm like, I don't have any faith right now, and I don't even see why it matters. Like, even yeah. if you're in that drive a place yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I don't even care that I don't have faith. That's a problem. Yeah, that is a problem. Um, it's okay to admit that. But yeah. we're, we've all been there. And so I think, like, just being really honest. I think faith is knowing that you can be honest. Yeah. Well, I, and I think it, it's having faith. I mean, faith is having faith and God knowing that and knowing that God will still accept you. Yeah. Not only accept pressure, you, but love you but, and, yeah. and, and throw a party for you when you come to him in that yeah. way and, and on that honesty and that vulnerability, which is what I struggle with. Like, yeah. that's why I have to have the very intentional space of somebody saying, read the scripture passage and ask yourself these questions and sit in silence yeah. because I don't want to go to that place. Yeah. Like, some people want to go to that place. I don't yeah. want to go to that place. So, I have to make myself go to that place yeah. so that I can, so that my relationship with God can flourish. Yeah. That's so. good. So, we're all fighting for it. Yeah. Nobody has it figured out. Yep. And, okay. yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, just that our call this week of Advent is just to, to sit and ask God what you're waiting for and mm-hmm. what you're impatient about and how he can show you hope in that and. Next week, we're going to kind of combine the last two weeks of Advent just because we're going to take a break actually for Christmas. <laughs> so, um, and there, those are peace and joy. And I think those actually go together really well because those are kind of the story of the angels and the shepherds and the Christmas story and the peace and the joy that we find in Jesus. So I think those are a good combo together, just like faith and hope was. So. Yeah, definitely. And real quick before we end, um, yeah. we just want to acknowledge that a lot of times the holidays are hard for people mm-hmm. and we talk a lot about our families. Um, and we also know that people during the holidays, it seems like grief opens up mm-hmm. like a giant, it's like quicksand. And I mean, something that might not, that you might just carry with you all year suddenly feels like a giant load. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we have listeners who are married. We have listeners who are widowed, divorced. We have listeners who are single and have never been married Mm-hmm. And there are so many different types of grief. And so we're obviously talking from our current perspective, but I just wanted to say out loud, like we see you and we hear you and we are praying for mm-hmm. you. And I know that there, you know, loneliness is universal and yeah. um, grief is universal, but yeah. there are unique um, pains in hoping for a family or hoping for a husband or hoping for wellness for your child or like all or of these a relationship with your parents or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All of those things. And there, yeah. there's just really real grief around that. So yeah. um, I just didn't, I just wanted to say that and know that we're, we're praying for you and we're mm-hmm. asking 
the Holy Spirit to intercede and show us where we need to pray for you, our listeners, because this is a, it's a hard time. And we yeah. don't say these things as platitudes or to, you know, make yeah. the holiday season just like hunky-dory. Like, we want to enter into it because yeah. it, it is hard. And it's funny yeah. how every year on the holidays, it's like everybody, everything I listen to says something like, well, you know, for some people, the holidays are hard. And the, the older I get, I'm like, I think for all people, like, the holidays yes. are hard. Yes. I think for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just um, stirs up whatever it is that is lying dormant, that is hard. It stirs it up, whatever that is, you know, you know, whether you've you've had a death in the family, whether you're um, single and, you know, want children, but don't have children to celebrate it with, like whatever, like whatever is, is your, your, your thing. So we just don't want to talk from our like married mom, like know that we're deeply in prayer and, you know, that we know there are all kinds of grief yeah, and that we recognize hope. That. So I just want yeah. to say that. But we love you guys. Yep. And hope on. Did you just say that? Hope floats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, is that Sandra Bullock, right? And Harry Connick Jr. Yes, I do like And a cowboy hat, which is nice. Yeah, it is really nice. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>